to how many people um, showed up to today's challenge, you can see a huge bridge in the gap, and you can see by the people, the amount of people are watching the video, amount of people are receiving your emails, amount of people that are uh, taking on board. And I, and I kind of, you know, it, you are in that small percentage of people that are going to show up, right? Like, and we get past this point, if we can get in these two days, we can quit the bullshit, and you can get somewhere, all right? So, I want to tell you a story. I want to talk about a story. Um, I want to take you back 10 years. In fact, ten, it's just a shy of 10 years. It would be 10 years in November. And I um, spoke to you guys briefly about this, and I'm happy to share this with you. I got myself into a really bad state mentally when I left the military, okay? When I left the military, um, I was a physical training instructor for the Royal Marines. So we were classed in the top 5% of the fittest people um, in the UK, all right, um, after that course. And I had drive, I had passion, I had desire, I was hungry for life, I was hungry to be in the military. I loved being around the lads. I loved the lifestyle, I loved the mentality. It was like being married to my job, and I literally loved it. It was like being in a really great marriage. Um, I then went on to sub-branch as PTI2, adventure training instructor. So I did all of my climbing qualifications, all the highest mountaineering qualifications, my highest the kayaking um, qualifications, canoe, and I travel around Europe, all around Wales, all around the UK, taught people how to climb. So, you know, my career evolved from being a Marine, to being a sniper, to being a physical trainer, to being an adventure training instructor, okay? A soldier always first. Anyway, so you probably think, why on earth would you leave? So when I left the military, I had two children, five and seven, okay? They're now 15 and 17. And um, I've already kind of mentioned that my dad died when I was six, and I really grew up with uh, a stepdad who was an emotional bully, right? So I really grew, I, I really, grew up without having a real father figure in my life and um, I really wanted to be around for the kids and it was becoming increasingly frustrating that one week I would get home for a day and a half and I might not get home for three weeks then I come home for maybe a couple of days then I'll be away for another three months and it was that lifestyle okay um, so the age um, so I joined when I was 23 so and I left 10 years ago, so I would have been about 33 and a half, I've just turned 30, so I left at 33, a month later I was about 34. So I left because I wanted to be a full-time dad, still working, I came out and I went to go and join the local college as an outdoor instructor, public services uh, teacher, so I left. And I thought, nothing of it, nothing of it whatsoever. And I came out and it was immediate, the trauma that I was going through. Um, I didn't see it then, of course I didn't, um, but I was coming out in cold sores. Um, I was like, just not thinking clearly. I was like turning to drink and I, I didn't understand what was going on. And three years later, I was divorced. Um, I was a mess, financially crippled. I nearly lost my house, I got repossessed repossession notice in as well and then I, and, and in that three years I the college tried to do me over and um, I then started entrepreneurs and I started took my little side hustle which was little boot camp into a full-time and, and, and full-time business and that full-time business gave me what I needed it gave me purpose identity drive uh, and it 
it, it gave me a thirst for life, but there was a lot of hardships in there. And right in the middle somewhere was a suicide attempt. And the suicide attempt was sitting on the edge of my bed, and I, yeah, I'm happy to share it. We couldn't, I couldn't afford to put the heating on, so it was very, very cold in November, and there was no lampshade. And I remember the curtains being drawn, and it just being very, like, empty and hollow. There was no atmosphere. And I got myself into such a mentality, right, that um, I was not thinking clearly. And I, all I wanted to do, because I did not have the resolve and the resilience I did have when I was in the military, all I wanted to do was just end the pain, end the suffering. Um, I felt like a failure. I felt like everyone would be better off without me. That was the mentality, right? And I've written two letters. I wrote a letter to my daughter uh, for, for immediately and when she got married. And I wrote one to my son. And I wrote one apologising to my ex-wife. And I had all of these pills. I had a multitude of pills. Like um, My mum was in serious painkillers to help her. And I thought, like, I'm going to neck all of these. Uh, I got a bottle of Jack Daniels and, and the... The aim was to have an overdose. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I kind of looked up at the picture and I kind of looked at the picture of the, my two kids and I was like, is that it? Is, that, is, this, is this what's happening? Like, you've come all the way out of here, you've left the job of your dreams, you've come here and now you're going to shoot off and you're going to leave your two kids without a dad, just like your dad did with you. Okay, he obviously went for natural causes. Um, and in a moment of courage, I left the house with my trainers on and my shorts. And I spent three hours running and walking and being out. I was crying, I was laughing, I was reflecting. And I came back and I was out enough uh, and I cleared my mind enough that actually I felt like a completely different person. That actually when I came back into that environment, into my room and I was looking at all of the tablets and all of the booze and the alcohol, I was like, what were you doing? Like, what on earth were you gonna do here? And I realized that all of my life, since I was 14 years old, I've trained. I have, I have completed an exercise. I've done triathlons. I've done 100-mile races. I've done 50-mile races. I've done marathons. I've done multitude of all of them. And I've always been a keen sportsman, a keen fitness guy. And I realized that actually that was the first moment I realized that I had a problem, that I had an issue. And I realized that I was probably suffering from trauma. And it worked out that I did have... Um, I was struggling and suffering with PTSD and the trauma of leaving one particular life and the trauma of then going, coming home and not really understanding. Um, so the thing for me is that that run, that element of getting out and being active um, made me understand what it was going to take and what was going to help me straight myself out. And it was always fitness. It was always health. But it's not just about fitness and health. Um, it's not just about the calories that you have. It's not about the type of training that you do. It's what it can draw out of you, okay? It's what it can draw out of you. It's what it can create in your mindset. It's the personality that it can bring. And you guys probably today are thinking, I'm gonna sit here and talk to you about training and talk to you about calories and talk to you about the best way to lose your body fat or maybe how to improve your running. And I'm not, because you can do all of that, but unless you sort yourself out first, unless we get you squared away, the fitness will never be consistent, your nutrition will never be consistent, your understanding and your management of yourself will never allow you to be consistent in terms of your training, in terms of your nutrition. So the thing that we have to get squared away is you. And the thing that we're going to talk about is obviously moving away from this average operator to the elite operator. 
And I want you to do a couple of things. And I don't like this first part of this exercise here. I don't want you to do immediately. I want you to do this um, later on and do this for yourself. This is personal for you. You don't have to share this. This is just for you. Okay. So what I want you to answer. All right. Fucking What I want you to answer is, what did you learn about yourself today? And I want you to put it in three different categories. What did you learn about yourself today doing that challenge? What did you learn emotionally? What did you learn mentally? And what did you learn physically? Okay. So I want you to tell, I want you to answer those questions right there, right there. And I'm going to do a post. I'm probably going to do the post. We'll probably do it tomorrow in and around four. And now I'm going to give you the opportunity. This is like a bonus thing to, if you want to, answer that, answer that question. Okay. For me, the test today was not about how many press-ups can you do? How many burpees can you do? How fast can you run? It was about stepping out of your comfort zone. It was about rediscovering who you are as an individual and a man. It was about achieving something that maybe you haven't achieved for a while. It's about proving that actually you're better than you think you are. It's about overcoming self-doubt. It's about facing the fight or flight scenario of, my God, I've got to do this. And it's about extracting how much you're willing to put on the line. So that today's challenge is only as intense as the work rate that you put in. If you coasted, that pretty much tells me that you're coasting through life. If you put your work in, that pretty much tells me that, man, you're ready. Like, you want it. And that we learn a lot, and I learned a lot about that run slash walk that I went on after that, that episode in my room. And I learned loads about myself. I learned, actually why I was emotionally crumbling. I learned that I was struggling mentally. I learned that I was not a physical trainer anymore physically. And I wanted that back. I wanted that sharpness back. And having that focus, having that focus was about drive. It was, it was, it was about waking up and, and having a sense, I want to be sharp again. I want to feel mentally sharp. I want to feel emotionally in control. I want to feel physically proud of the way that I look. So there are a couple of stepping stones that we've got to do to go from this average operator to this elite operator. Now, yes, there are other factors that we could consider along the way, but I just want to talk about these key ones that I think are key ingredients and fundamentals to get us into the right mentality to start showing up. Okay, so if that makes sense and you're with me so far, just hit the blue thumb button. Okay, great, you're caught up. So, the first stepping stone that I want to talk about is your character, okay? What type of character are you? Okay, how do we achieve a, a, a type of character that allows us to set our alarm at five o'clock in the morning and wake up and do what we said we were gonna do? What type of character do we have to be to allow us to drop our ego, to manage our emotions in a situation where you can easily lose your temper? What type of character are we within a situation at home where we can actually turn around and be the first to apologize? Now, for me, character is built, is born through adversity. It's how we handle those hard times, right? So if we are shying away from a lot of the problems and the issues that come with the average operator that we've spoken about, if we are shying and moving away from that, 
what we are actually doing is not developing our character. Okay, it's just lying in dormant. It's, it's a dormant character. We're not really actually showing character. Character is trying to show attributes, values, principles, things that we really believe in and following them through and actually being able to shine through a black cloud. Okay, and when life punches you in the face, it's being, have to, being able to have the character say, right, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to dust myself down. So you might get punched or knocked on the floor 10 times, but you know what? You'll get up at 11. Is that your type of character? Is that, is that you? Or are you the type of character right now that gets punched in his, punched in his face by life, is put on his ass, and actually stays there for about four or five days feeling sorry for themselves, waiting for someone else to pick them up? Only you can answer that truthfully and honestly. Okay? If we're going to move to this area here, then that character has got to shine through through adversity. And we spoke about this yesterday, right? Reinforcing that thought, that mentality, that state of mind. And all of those things that we spoke about, how to get there, like remembering the mission, the three C's, the 1%, the resilience, the emotional connection, all of them develop character as we move through the process. Without character, it's going to be very difficult for us to continue the process. And if you think about people that start a process, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, January, Oh my God, this is the first day of the rest of my life. Like literally hate that comment, all right? Most, for, for, for most people, it's BS, it's bullshit. Because they don't show the character that they need to when they need it most, okay? Look at the 75% of people that are not showing up for the people that registered in this challenge. Yeah, sure, there's a couple of, I'm sure there are a couple of incidences for where, why people can't legitimately register maybe something's happened right but that's still a very high percentage and between now and friday that will go down more our live yesterday we were between 53 and 55 and already we're down to just 43 there will be people watching back but it is slowly and surely draining 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 and that character just gets overwhelmed with life all right does that make sense if you recognize this then let me know in the comments like I'm quite happy for you to go, yep, yeah, if I get knocked over, and this is where you have to be honest with yourself. This is where you have to look in the mirror and go, actually, do you know what? My character's not what it should be. It's not as strong as it should be. Like, I need to start showing up to build that character, okay? It's like anything, right? You've got to, sh you've got to do the reps to build the outcome, okay? If you're, not, if you're not doing the reps, there is no outcome. Hello? Are you in a bed? Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Love you. I'm talking to my phone. Why? I mean, you know why? You don't work. It might go, 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 go. I'll come up after. Oh, well, they're all on the other side. Can you shut the door? What's this? Shut the door. That's the Hoover. Thank you. Love you. I'll come up after. Thank you, darling. All right. I love you. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so being honest here is really key. Taking a lot of easy exits is a great thing, right? Answer, if I may. I'm going through something horrible behind the scenes and I've allowed it to consume me. There you go. <laughs> that is dead life. She has been beasting me all day, mate. And, and my one and a half year old. I love it. I love them. 
Um, all right, so we're going to move on to the next one, okay? And it's good. I really want to, I'm trying to detox all of this out of you guys. Um, I really want you to face this. You have to face this if we want to be honest with ourselves, right? And sometimes it's tough. And it, and sometimes people think I'm too hard on people. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Fucking too hard on people. I'm just making people face up to what they need to face up. This is like real development. This is rewiring. You can never, ever progress. You will never progress unless you confront that personality, that alter ego that holds you back. You must confront it face to face. Okay, that's quite deep, but it, it's fucking true. Alex. All right, second one. Self-belief. Do we fight or flight? Okay. For me, I believe that self-belief comes from a couple of things. It can come from uh, a childhood or a childhood where we, we haven't been encouraged to believe in ourselves or we haven't been told that we're good enough enough. Um, it can stem from comparisons, so comparisons to other people, comparisons to other lifestyles, other environments. So actually, we look at what they're doing and what they do looks like it's, oh man, they always seem to nail it. They always seem to have the nice car. They always seem to have loads of money. But actually, behind the scenes, they could be up to their eyeballs in debt. You don't actually know the truth behind that. I think when we look at self-belief, we really have to look at ourselves and truly believe that actually what we do is good enough. Men are shit at that because we turn around and go, oh, I'm just rubbish at this or I'm not good in this. And we beat ourselves up. We just like punch ourselves in the face consistently, right? And because we keep doing that, and because we keep saying we're not good enough, that's what our brains start to recognise. We start to associate ourselves with not being good enough, because that's all we do say. Instead, we turn around and go, actually, no, I'm a pretty good dad. I'm actually, in fact, I'm a fucking fantastic dad, because I dedicate my life to it. Actually, I'm a fucking fantastic husband, because this is why I do this here. And just because we do one bad thing wrong, or we get one thing wrong, it doesn't make us bad. We've got to change the language, the internal language of how we are talking to ourselves to be able to believe in ourselves more. This is where journaling comes in. This is where meditation comes in. This is where, like, one thing I do, I'm going to share with this you in a lot more on, on Thursday on my morning routine, is I go through RPG, which is um, reflection, uh, perspective, and gratitude. Those type of things, and when we really look at ourselves and go, actually, fucking pretty good. I used to, about a year ago, I think I was shit at my job. All the time, imposter syndrome. And I turned around and went, fuck that. And I just looked at all of the comments and all the emails and all of the marriages and all of the prevent suicides we prevented. And I went, do you know what? It's all right to turn around and say that was me. I did that. I'm proud of that. And that's what we need to be doing more of, right? Instead of going, oh, you know, geez, I'm shit at this or I'm shit at that. It's like Ronaldo turning around and saying he's shit at football. He's not. It's the mentality, right? So we, to, to build more belief, we actually have to believe it ourselves. And to do that, we must change that internal language. So when we're faced with a um, situation or we're in an environment where actually do we run or do we fight? It's very much about learning to understand actually what's the right decision for the right environment. Okay, some people think that flight is always a bad thing, but actually it might be a case that actually I need to back out of this situation. And I need to be able to put more thought and perspective on before I go into the fight phase, all right? And in some other cases, you might have to go straight in and go, right, I'm going to fucking get this done, like this morning for the challenge. 
I can guarantee that one or two of you felt anxious about doing it, felt nervous about doing it. Some of you, some of you probably haven't trained for a while. So straight away, you're like, can I do this? Can I not do this? Shall I do this? Shall I rap? Shall I just fuck this? Like, fuck this. Fuck JB. I'm not doing a challenge. And then you go, oh, I want to do it. And you go through that on and off, right? That yo-yo mentality. How many of you felt like that this morning? How many people, if you're honest, how many people felt anxious about doing the challenge before they did it, right? And then afterwards, how many people felt, man, I feel like I'm on drugs again. Let's go. Right? Make sense? All right. If you're with me, catch up. Hit the love heart button. Please be honest. If you felt nervous before doing it this morning, then say. If you felt really confident about doing it, then say, I felt really confident about it. And I was bang up for it. didn't fancy it at all no way no way do you know what when I go to jiu-jitsu like I love a grapple um, when I go to jiu-jitsu the only part that I think about I don't think about the technique side of it but what I think about is like the rolling like all I think about is who I want to fucking choke out right when I'm about to go there and they're all my friends and I think about right who do I want to avoid and like sometimes I, like one of my best mates, he's brown belt, he's been doing it 15 years longer than me. He literally destroys me every time. But I'm like, today's the day I'm ready for that motherfucker. <laughs> so it's the fight or flight mode, right? But when I lose at jujitsu and rolling, it's because I don't believe I'm good enough to beat the opposite man. And this is what I think about two different football teams, right? I think about an unbelievably amazing, the best team in the UK, Arsenal. And then I look at the shittest team in the league, Tottenham. And then I think to myself, actually, they're just two different teams, right? Two different banks of men, 11 men on each, actually could go any way. The reason that the teams lose is because of the mentality that they go into that game with, all right? They go into that, that's what they go into. So if, like, you go into the game and you start thinking to yourself, we're going to lose this, then it's more than likely you're going to lose that game. Okay, it's no different. All right, number three, change what you think is possible. What are your limitations? Okay, this is where suddenly I lose 10 people because we're all Tottenham fans. So change what you think is possible. Change what you think is possible. So in your head, you will have a limitation about what you think is possible. So for example, if you haven't run for a long time and I turn around and say to you, I want you to run a half marathon. You would turn around and say, there's no way I can do that. And I would turn around and say, if you don't run that half uh, marathon, I'm going to chop off all of your toes and all of your fingers. Okay. Um, you would then have this emotional, okay, emotional drive to complete that half marathon. You might slow down and halfway through and go, oh my God, I cannot do this. Then I might start chasing you with an axe and you would just keep going and going and going. And what we're doing is incentivizing you. There's always that emotional drive, that almost emotional connection. But you do not realise how much potential you have as a human being because you haven't been told that for a while. When was the last time someone said to you, you can go out and achieve this? When was the last time you said, someone said to you, you can go out and do your own business? When was the last time someone said to you, yeah, you can go out there and you can run a half marathon, you can do an Ironman? So there has to be a change in the way that you think of what's possible. So when you start this morning's challenge, I bet you didn't think you could achieve what you did. Okay, I bet when you started at the beginning of this week, you probably thought it was going to be shit. 
or you didn't really know what to expect and you didn't realize how much you can get out of yourself. Like we're only on day two and I can guarantee that the people that are committed into this program, this process, are already starting to change slightly. They probably feel lighter mentally. They probably feel a little bit more upbeat. They probably have a little bit more energy. Your wife might be thinking, who the fuck is this guy? Do you know what I mean? So there are very micro 1% things that are changing, but that is endless. That is endless. When you're 100%, Scott's just said it there, when you're around the right people that lift you, that lead you, man, you are unbeatable. And I, I look at our elite brotherhood, we've got like nearly 200 men in there, all over the country, from all over the country, and we've got lads in Europe as well, okay? And very soon we'll have lads from America in there. God help us. And eventually you have this huge community where we fall down and then a couple of lads will come up and they'll pick you up and then a couple of lads will say, you can do it. And then suddenly you believe that you can do it, right? When you hang around with toilets that constantly finger point at you and judge you and put you down and tell you why you're doing that or ask you why you're doing it, sorry, or say, why, you know, what's the point in that? What you're doing is leaving behind like ashes of a past life of people that are jealous of you, that don't want to see you grow and build yourself because you know what? They then have to stop and look at the call in the mirror because that's where the jealousy come from. Wait a minute, James is grown and evolving. Like, I don't like that because that makes me feel shit about myself, so I'm going to bring him down. All right, so your limitations, let's get them up higher. All right, let's put them up high, 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 high. All right. So the second thing here for me to get us to there is quite obvious. It's mental, emotional, and physical conditioning showing up, all right? Somebody asked me a question today, and they said, uh, what's a good time? What is a good rep? What, what are good reps? What would you consider this to be quite good? And my question was that, my answer, sorry, my response was that actually it, none of that matters. What the win is, is showing up. Consistency beats all. It doesn't matter about how fast you run. It doesn't matter about the weights you lift. It doesn't matter if you train five times or three times or one times. It's all about, right? It's all about showing up. When you show up, okay, you're, you mentally, emotionally, and physically condition yourself. So the way we condition our biceps, our chest, our running, our abs, is the same way that we do our motions and our mindset. It's by practicing over and over and over again, okay? It's like dealing with all the things that you think are problems and dealing with them like a boss. Dealing with them like a leader, all right? And then dealing with triggers emotionally. Uh, the best one, my biggest trigger, is being in the car. So I very rarely drive anymore because I think I'm going to end up fucking killing someone. Um, but it's a great test of my patience, right? It's a great test of my emotions. And when I decide to drive... The reason I drive is because I want to test how calm I can be in a car. If I can be calm in a car, I can be calm anywhere. So we look at everything. We do the reps. We do the reps. We get up in the morning. We do perspective. We do gratitude. We do reflection. We do meditation. We do training. We do activity. We connect with everything. We then get into the habit of um, connecting with our wife, asking how she is, asking what she needs to help you. Same with the kids, right? So we're building up this conditioning, all right, showing up. And then the last one is non-negotiables. So non-negotiables are things that are set in stone. So I've already spoken about this. So a non-negotiable for all of you, one thing that you all have in common, touch wood, is that you all brush your teeth at least once a day, at least twice a day. Why? 
so that you actually have teeth to eat with and actually don't feel very self-conscious about um, being toothless, okay? It's a non-negotiable, right? Surely. Um, if you have children, then a non-negotiable is making sure that you at least kiss your kids goodnight. I like to think so, right? If you have a wife, a non-negotiable is that um, you tell your lover at least once a day, all right? Non-negotiable. These are things that are non-negotiables. And you'll build up a series of non-negotiables, like I, when your morning goes in the morning. If you don't press snooze, you get straight up. So the minute you press snooze, that's the first action of the day. You press snooze, you've lost the first action of the day. And that sets the tone for the rest of the day. So non-negotiables are building up those things. And, and a good exercise for you to do from this is go, right, okay, let me choose two non-negotiables that I'm going to start with and I'm going to start today and I'm going to try and maintain them. Whatever they might be, something that develops you, whether it's not pressing snooze, whether it's doing at least an hour workout a week, all right, or an hour's exercise a week, you name it. Okay. Cool. So these are stepping stones here. All right, these take us through the process of becoming that elite operator. Again, this is stuff that takes time. This is stuff that takes accountability. This is stuff that takes education. So learning how to do these things underneath all of these are modules, are training, the support is needed. If you ask any of the lads that are in here um, who, who work with me, they some of them have been working with me for a year. They progressed, but it's still continuous. It never ends. This process of working on yourself, lads, it never ends until you stop breathing. It never ends until you stop breathing. When you are dead, that's when it's all finished. Okay? And then what you'll have as your ROI is the legacy that you left behind through all of your actions. Okay? Where people admired you for the husband that you were, where people admired you for the father that you were, and they wanted to back the guy, not because you could fucking the uh, career that you have or the salary that you have or the car that you drive. Okay, it never ends. Like, it, like for me as well, it's continuous. People think I've got my shit squared away, and I do, ninety seven point six percent of the time. But there's still always that bit where I'm learning. I'm like, I, I'll give you an example. My kids are evolving. They're fifteen and seventeen, and in my brain, I'm still thinking they're five and seven. So I'm like, right on the naughty step. Like off you go. It's just like, Dad, fuck off. Um, so I'm evolving as a parent. You know, I'm trying to learn as a parent. There is no pamphlet. There is no right or wrong for it. I'm trying to deal with the emotions of then having to ground my son this week where he's now missed the rest of his holiday. And I feel guilty. I hate that because he's my best man. So I'm learning to how to handle that. Maybe I, handle, maybe I was too harsh, but I have to back it up now. So there are lots of ways that we're learning. Lots and lots of ways. I, like Every time I do this challenge, I change the way that I do the delivery. So I try to make it even better. How can I make it better? How can I get through to more of you? How can I make sure that more of you show up? And that journey will never stop until I stop working. Okay, so it's evergreen, guys. So listen, um, what I'd love for you to do is um, hit the love heart button. That allows me to know that you've you've caught up, up to the end of the training. Um, I'm going to open up for a little bit of Q&A for you guys. What time is it? Yes, we've got about five minutes or so. Same question, guys. It's very much keep your questions blunt and to the point, and I will do my best to answer your questions. Um, so I've had a couple of emails off you um, about what happens after, these five day after this five-day challenge. Um, 
I don't really like to talk about it too much in these early days because I just want to give you content. I just want to get you in the right frame of mind. Tomorrow, I will introduce what is what we call the Elite 28, and it's our program which starts Monday. I will go into much more detail about it, okay, tomorrow. It's something that if you are looking to work on yourself, invest in yourself, it's something I would fully recommend you, you take up um, if you can. Um, and I'm just gonna tell you exactly all about it, and you can then make your decision whether you wanna apply or not. All right, that's so. Questions? Um, let's go. Take this opportunity while you got me. Are you out there, Jay? Are you upstairs? Oh. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, what is the difference between seeing the skill set? What's the difference between seeing the skill set is beyond me. So being honest and negative thinking or low self confidence. What is the difference between? What's the difference between seeing the skill set? Is beyond me. So being honest and negative thinking or so when you're honest, you're never negative. Okay, let's get that clear, right? When you're honest with yourself, it's not a negative thing. Don't associate with being, being honest with being negative. Being honest is being truthful to yourself. If anything, when you lie to yourself, that's a negative trait, right? And sure, you might feel low confidence, but don't fucking feel sorry for yourself. Don't sit there, no one's come to save you. When you're honest with yourself, that is then the benchmark to then raise your game to over, out, overcome it, to move forward to the next step, right? Any tips for suffering PTSD? Um, so yes, I did get some tips yesterday on this. For me, it's um, it's really about uh, the things that helped me the most was the self awareness. Okay, so when I was going through my emotions, when I was struggling with everything that was happening, um, when I could feel the triggers, the emotions, the overwhelm, everything kind of piling into my brain, and I couldn't really comprehend. I used to write down everything, how it made me feel, who it affected, how it affected them. And um, I try to battle PTSD in terms of pretending that I didn't have it and pretending that it wasn't a thing. But actually, as soon as I started embracing it and I really started to connect in it and allowed myself to cry, I used to listen to Birdie, quite an emotional music uh, lady who sings. And that really allowed me to like cry a lot in terms of like dealing with the trauma, um, connecting with the trauma, understanding how it made me feel, how it made other people feel. So it's quite deep, I know, but it really worked for me. It really worked for me. And writing a lot down really like took a lot of pressure off my brain in terms of everything that was happening and to understand things better so I could read back. Uh, Deanna JB. What did I learn uh, about myself today emotionally? Really unsure examples. I can't give you examples of how you felt emotionally. Only you can do that, right? What did I learn about myself today? Emotion, you tell me. Like, um, what emotions did you go through? Did you, did you overcome anxiety? Did you overcome fear of doing the job? Did you feel unbelievable at the end of it? Did you feel like, fucking, I'm ready to go? Why haven't I been doing that in the, uh, before? Um sense of achievement, how did it make you feel? Did it make you feel like that emotion, like I want to sort my life out, or like, fuck that, I'm not doing that again. 
JB, what are some of your main non-negotiables? Um, so getting up in the morning, uh, turning my phone off when I'm not doing a challenge at half past four, um, kissing the kids goodnight every single night, okay? Getting laid twice at least a day. <laughs> um, and tra training at least um, two hours, I don't know why I'm putting four up, at least two hours a week, all right? At least a minimum two hours a week. How often do Brotherhood guys come back and do the five day? Um, as many times as they want. So I always put it up and tell the guys to come back as a refresher because this is the origins of where we started, right? These are the foundations. There's quite a few of them in, in this on this occasion. I think it's because we're going back to routine, right? Um, when the kids go back, you know, this guy here, it's going to take him a month before they get back to routine. For a lot of my guys, I've told them they've got one week. All right, so from next week, we're back on them. I'm going to be hunting them all down. I'm going to be on their cases, like, and they don't know it yet. But we've done a lot of build-up work towards over the, over the last two weeks in terms of preparing ourselves, preparing a plan for the end of the year to make sure that actually that's what we're going to achieve by the 31st of December. Um, do you ever fail with your own personal non-negotiables? If so, how do you pick yourself up? Uh, I certainly do. The one that I've never failed at in four years is uh, my getting up in the morning. Um, I just always got up. I don't care what's happened, whether I haven't been well or whatever has happened, um, I've always got up. Okay, a couple of times um, I've got to set my alarm, but I woke up early anyway and still got up. Um, a couple of times I've missed training sessions because of injuries. Um, a couple of times I've just maybe like um, not been home to kiss the girls, whatever. It's just life, right? It, it's. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. The whole thing that I've been talking about is not beating yourself up. But actually, if you show up the majority of the time and you're fairly consistent, then there's no need to beat yourself up. Okay, I don't need to pick myself up because um, I've missed a training session. I've got the rest of my life to be able to train. Um, so I think that's the relationship that I would have all of you uh, align with your non-negotiables. It's like they are non-negotiables, but by the way, it's not life or death. Uh, said that to the missus, she gives kids short-term discipline, easy, uh, emotionally, uh, when they need life skills, for the long run, you're teaching them uh, with tough love, the kids are a blessing and keep us humble, they certainly do, Scotty, 100%, and it is hard, like, you know, I'm a very open bloke, like, I had a little bit of a, before we went on live yesterday, um, it's the first time I've argued with my son in a long time, and I was quite fiery, because he kind of got me to that point, and I had a good cry in the white shoulder, and I was like, I hate, I hate it. Because Bay was my best man at my wedding um, this year. And it's all like the fact that I have to punish my best mate, I hate. Um, you know, and I, you know, I love him dearly. And the fact that I have to punish him, but he has to see the bigger picture, right? Sometimes tough love is needed. And that's the same approach that I have with you guys. It's that I have to tell you the truth. You have to understand that I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to get you out your own way. Found out I actually do care what other people think as ran somewhere no one would see me blowing out of my arse. I love it. Well, good for you for doing it, Brett. Next time you do it in front of a whole heap of people and just go, yeah, I'm on it. Three years of lows and a week and a half ago, I said enough. Is it normal to be uh, able to switch how positive I feel now? Um, so I think... What you have is some optimism, 
okay? Um, I don't believe after three years you just change like that. You don't suddenly feel positive, right? We don't feel positive when someone tells us bad news. We don't feel positive when something's not going our way, right? We, we become more optimistic about our future and what is possible. And I think... Um, and I think it's, you, you end up getting sick of your own bullshit. It's like boring, isn't it? When you listen to your old, own excuses, you know, I have guys asking me, oh, my wife just thinks I'm talking shit again. And, and I said, you most probably aren't because how many times have you promised yourself to change but haven't? They've heard it all before, right? They just crack on. They just have this resilience where they just keep going. And we're always hot air, hype, hate all that bullshit. It's like action, action, action. So be optimistic, but back up that optimism. How often does the Elite 28 run? Um, so I think we've got one in September and I think there's one more before the end of the year. I can't, I wouldn't be able to tell you the date off the top of my head. Good to you, buddy. Uh, there's not a bigger critic of me than myself. Yeah, 100%. I'm just trying to make sure we're sitting. My daughter gave uh, one call today and it nearly ruined my mission. Unconditional love, 100%. But remember, when you change, when you try to change, when you're trying to manage your emotions, they don't happen just like that, right? We've got to get better at recognizing and observing all those emotions and that mindset so that actually we handle ourselves better next time. I had to retire from the police after 28 years due to CPTSD. I'm not sure what that one is. I, I don't feel like a six foot two bloke. I'm taking no shit off anymore. It's broken me. I'm trying to accept the new me and improve myself. This so far is helping. Cheer, James. Stu, absolutely pleasure to have you. We have a lot of um, we have a lot of ex police and services come through. You know, very much the same as you. You'd be very surprised. I actually think the scope for to have an internal system within the police where actually lads and women able to show up and actually communicate everything that's going on in their lives and what they're going through. Scott, I don't believe you are being selfish um, at all. Like, you know, we, we have to put ourselves, tomorrow is going to be eye-opener for a lot of you. Tomorrow is the big day. It's how to become the priority. And a lot of you will struggle with it. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you all. Um, thank you very much. Um, I hope tonight has been beneficial for you. I hope it gives you a couple of extra um, tools for the toolbox, for your mindset, for about how you look at your life, about what you're doing with your life. I hope you're starting to feel like, actually, man, I'm actually starting to enjoy life. Dare you say it? So listen, tomorrow um, at 5.30 in the morning, it has nothing to do with the challenge, so I don't want to confuse you. But if you go to The Man Coach on Facebook, and you type in The Man Coach on Facebook, you will see my page, okay? You see a picture of me in my 1% t-shirt, right? And at 5.30, I do a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday continuously. It's nothing to do with the challenge, just content and free content. At 5.30 tomorrow morning, I will be running my Ride to Thrive show tomorrow. It's great bonus content to be able to listen to whilst you're doing this challenge, all right? And if you're an action taker and you're going to do what you said you were going to do, I want to see you on there. And when you come on live, I want you to message, I'm on the five day, I'm here showing up, all right? I'm on the five day, I'm here to show up. And that's what I want to see at 5.30. Go and find it. You can follow the page so it's easy to find. You can set up your notifications so you get, uh, when I go live, you'll see it, all right? And there's four of you here. I want to see four of you in the morning at 5.30. I dare you to get up and watch it and actually do something in the morning, all right? Enjoy tomorrow's challenge as well. 
that will be up and ready for you to go. It's a big one tomorrow. It's a game changer tomorrow. And then we'll in introduce the Elite 28. All right, amigos, um, enjoy William. Have a good night. Catch you soon.